Welcome to this episode of my podcast. My name is Kalsum Butt, and I specialize in training medical professionals how to get the score they need in IELTS or OET so that they can get their dream job, take their career to the next level and start living their best life with their families by providing them with bigger and better opportunities. Before I start with the main topic for this week's episode, I just want to make you aware of how you can use this podcast to your maximum advantage. This is no ordinary podcast. You can use this podcast by one, simply listening to the podcast to get some advice that will help you in your IELTS or OET preparation. Number two, actively listening to this podcast to improve your listening skills. I try to keep it short. I know you guys are very busy people, but you can use it for focused listening practice. So you can use the show notes, which is a complete transcript of each episode. You can read the episode as you listen and analyze the language, learn new words or phrases, practice pronunciation and intonation. Number three, Also included in the show notes are some comprehension style questions that you can use by reading the transcript, using your skimming and scanning techniques to answer the questions. Answers are provided at the end, but you can also check your answers by listening to the podcast. Number four, you can use it as a listening test and answer the same questions while listening. And number five, I also include a brief analysis of some useful words or phrases that I have used in the podcast, which you can learn. So it's up to you how you would like to use this tool. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues and social media so that more people can benefit from it too. Okay, so this episode is all about getting you focused on how to get the score you need in OET speaking by discussing the biggest mistakes I have seen over the years that stop students from getting the score they need and how you can avoid them. So firstly, let's talk about the importance of the marking criteria for speaking. I will be doing a separate podcast on just the marking criteria because it is so important and is the key to success. The marking criteria is the document that the examiner will have in front of them when they are grading your speaking. So it goes without saying that understanding that document and what the examiner is looking for in your speaking and how they will be assessing you is pretty important. Once you understand the marking criteria, you understand the examiner. And once you understand the examiner and what they are looking for, then you can work on giving them just that. All your preparation practice should be centered around this and this only. Everything else is not relevant, which leads me to the next big mistake, bad advice. Unfortunately, this is everywhere on the internet. And also some teachers are giving bad advice. Um, And it can be really bad. I mean, just before I recorded this podcast, I went online and I did a little research to find out what the latest bad advice is. And I was really shocked. It's just getting worse. Um, You know, and here are just a few of the things that I read. Um, Number one, don't fold your arms in front of the examiner because it will make you look defensive. Number two, 
Do not slouch. Sit with your back straight against the chair. Number three, smile only once or twice, but don't smile when the examiner looks at you. Number four, do not touch your hair. Number five, greet the examiner with a firm handshake because it shows you are confident, but make sure your palms are not dry. Now, when I read this, I didn't know whether to laugh or to cry. What a lot of complete nonsense. Trust me, the examiner does not care if you sit straight or not have sweaty hands. Um, they have enough to think about. And these things are, at, you know, and, and the things that they're thinking about are actually on the marking criteria. I found much more than just those five things. I just picked out the most ridiculous that I, I thought I would share with you. But there are more serious bad advice about things like, you know, you must use these list of words in your test. And if you don't, you will not pass. Now, if a student was unfamiliar with the marking criteria, they would take this advice seriously. And this is the problem. You know, students often ask me, well, how do we know if it's bad advice? And my answer is, learn all about the marking criteria for yourself. And if the advice is not on there, if it's not on the marking criteria, it's not good advice. Don't follow it. Another mistake students make is not using the three-minute preparation time effectively. What I see students doing is after about a minute or a minute and a half, they'll tell the examiner that they're ready to begin and they waste the rest of the time. Or they have absolutely no idea what to do in those three minutes. They don't have any planning strategy whatsoever, and therefore they also waste the three minutes. The three minutes planning time is a key, key part of the speaking test. It allows you to structure the dialogue and choose how you want to lead it. Remember, you, the medical professional, are responsible for leading the conversation. If the patient stops talking, you have to be the one that carries the conversation forward, that picks up the conversation and keeps it going. You need to use the three minute preparation time to think about um, how you will start the conversation, what open and closed questions you will ask, how will you check understanding, how will you reassure the patient, how will you explain something to the patient. How will you discuss something with the patient? How will you persuade the patient? Whatever the task requires. What vocabulary will you use? What phrases will you use? There needs to be a strategy for how you will use those three minutes. And having a clear plan will give you confidence while you are speaking because it allows you to do all the thinking first so that you can concentrate on your speaking. And at the same time, you just need to refer to your plan as you speak. You know, you're not thinking of ideas and words or what you should be saying next while you are speaking because you know what to say next already. It's in your plan. Not using these three minutes properly means you have no direction and you can easily get confused and make a complete mess of your speaking test. Another mistake I see again and again is students focus too heavily on one aspect of English, such as vocabulary or grammar or both. Again, this is linked to bad advice and not focusing on the marking criteria. Students are given a list of words 
um, or phrases, for example, that must be used in the test, otherwise they won't get the score that they need, or they're told to use certain complicated grammar structures. All of this is unnecessary and a complete waste of time. It just takes your focus off what you actually should be doing. Going back to the marking criteria, you must use vocabulary and grammar that is accurate and appropriate to the situation and what you're trying to say to the patient. That's it. It's that simple. So keep it simple. Another mistake students make uh, is that they don't listen to the patient and what they are trying to tell them. Um, They become so focused on the tasks, on the role play card and what they need to say that they don't pay any attention to what the patient is actually saying to them. Remember, it's a conversation, a dialogue. It is as much a listening test as it is a speaking test. The examiner is testing your ability to listen to the patient and your ability to respond accordingly. You know, how you acknowledge what the patient is saying. And, you know, this could be an entire episode all by itself because it it incorporates nonverbal communication as well as the language you, you use to respond to the patient, how you address their concerns and so on. So, for example, the patient might say to you, I'm really worried about the treatment and the side effects. You need to acknowledge the fact that the patient is really worried. And... Um, about the treatment and the side effects. So it's not just one thing, it's two. Um, So you have to address that first by reassuring the patient before you give the rest of your answer. So you could say something like, I completely understand your concerns about the treatment and the side effects. Your concerns are quite common, but let me reassure you that this treatment is very safe and the side effects are minimal. However, if you feel that the side effects are quite strong, we can adjust the dose. So I've acknowledged both the the fact that she's concerned, that the patient is concerned um, about the treatment and the side effects. And then I've addressed those concerns and that it's quite common. Um, So I'm reassuring the patient that, you know, she's not alone or they are not alone in their concerns. And then I'm reassuring that it's safe and that the side effects are minimal. But if it becomes a problem, then I provide another solution that we can adjust the dose. So I've addressed every part of this concern and I've reassured. So next time you practice speaking, focus and analyze how you respond to the patient. Do you listen closely to what the patient says? Another problem is that students don't know how to practice for the speaking test. This is usually a problem if you are in a country where English is not spoken at all. Um, But there are really practical ways you can practice, um, such as um, try writing out the entire dialogue of a role play. I know that sounds a bit weird, um, but actually writing out the dialogue and it forces you to think about your language um, and how you will respond to the patient, what the patient might say to you. It helps you to predict what the patient will say to you. Um, And it helps you to think about each stage and how you will respond. 
Then what you can do is actually record yourself going through your dialogue as the medical professional on your phone or some kind of recording device. Then you can listen back to yourself and analyze your speaking by yourself. You know, what mistakes did you make? What could you have improved? Um, You know, go through some of the marking criteria, look at your fluency and your vocabulary and, and things like that. You know, how did you sound? What needs to be improved Um, and work on those areas. Another thing you can do is find a speaking partner in an OET group. There's loads on Facebook. And, you know, have you checked out my private OET study group? Um, The link is in the show notes. Um, Just, you know, go into the group and ask, you know, does anybody need a speaking partner? I need one. Um, Is anyone available? And take it from there. You will always find someone who says yes. Moving on to the next problem, uh, fluency. This can be a big problem for students. Fluency means that there is a flow to your speaking. You are easy to understand and you don't have unnatural pauses or hesitations. It means speaking at a normal pace, just like you would in your native language. Fluency does not mean speaking fast. Now, we all pause and hesitate when we speak. If you listen to me, I have paused and hesitated a number of times in this podcast. But these are natural pauses and hesitations. They don't stop you from understanding what I am saying. The problem comes when the pauses and hesitations become unnatural and the students um, keep pausing again and again. Then it becomes difficult to follow and understand what you're saying. And this is where you get marked down for fluency. Try to work on minimizing hesitation and pauses and speaking at a normal pace. And you can analyze this when you listen to yourself, when you record yourself, you can analyze, you know, how many times are you pausing and hesitating? Um, is it a lot? Uh, is it, does it become difficult to understand and follow what you say? So it's a really good thing to focus on. Another problem is that students don't get proper professional feedback for their speaking, and the same is also for writing, um, before they go for the test, or they get the advice, but they just ignore it. Either way, sitting the test before you are ready is something I see over and over again, and it's so frustrating. You are just wasting your time, your money, and a whole load of effort. Students using, uh, so, you know, don't, Um, you know, get that advice and implement that advice and, you know, get feedback again and make sure you have fixed the problems that were identified um, and then go for your test. Um, Another mistake students make is using their own medical knowledge. Um, And this is quite a big problem, actually. Um, I once had a student who refused to agree with the role play card. He said that he would never explain the condition, whatever condition it was, uh, in the way that it was described in the role play card. And he refused to follow the task. Um, I had to remind him that it was not a medical knowledge test. It was an English test. The examiner is not a medical professional. Um, They are an English teacher. And they wouldn't know whether it was right or wrong. And quite frankly, they wouldn't even care. All they care about is your English and how you communicate with your patient. All the medical knowledge you need is mentioned in the role play. Just stick to that. 
you know, whether you agree with it or not, just stick to what's on the role play card. If you disagree with it that badly, then write a letter to OET and let them know that it's medically not accurate. But for the purpose of passing your OET speaking test, just go with it. Now, nerves. I have seen the most competent students who could pass their OET in, you know, in their sleep crumble in the test. It can be a huge problem. There is a lot of pressure um, in that moment. It's very different to the writing, to the reading, the listening. You know, if you make a mistake, you can quickly cross it out and write the correct answer. And, you know, here with the speaking, once you've said it, you've said it. Um, So it can be quite nerve wracking. Um, you won't be able to get rid of all of your nerves, but you can minimize it by making sure you have a clear plan and strategy for each stage of the test, as I've already mentioned. This gives you some confidence because you know exactly what to do and you can just get on with it. Also, just practice enough so that you build up confidence um, and you know exactly what you need to do. Um, and, and lastly, just believe in yourself, have confidence in your own abilities and just believe that you can do it. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that's, um, it's quite an underrated thing is just having confidence in yourself and, and believing that you can actually do this and get the score that you need. Um, you know, having that self-belief is very, very important. Now, my question to you is, are you making any of these mistakes in your speaking test? Really analyze your speaking performance and the points that I have raised in this episode. If the answer is yes, you are making one or some of these mistakes, then my next question to you is, what are you going to do about it? Don't be one of those students that just listens to all the advice, downloads all the information, but does nothing about it does not implement the advice because that is just a waste of time too. And this is another mistake students make. So go and take action. I really hope you have found this episode useful. Please let me know if you have. I would love to get your feedback. And if there is something you would like me to do an episode on, Uh, for IELTS or for OET, please just let me know. The details on how you can contact me are in the show notes of this episode. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. If you are not willing to change or implement advice and you keep doing the same thing, you will keep getting the same results again and again. Real progress, real improvement comes when you push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues and on your social media so that more people can benefit too. Take care and keep working hard.